the core driver of what Hollywood does is not in making great big epic movies or making big TV shows or all that stuff. Hollywood at its core is about making people care and engage in an experience. And that is the core of what I've been able to take into the business world. When you take a regular message and when you elevate that message to something extraordinary, that is when people will listen, people will care, and they are that much further to saying yes to your company, to your product, and to your service. These are the forces that drive business every minute of every day. Welcome to Evolve Leadership, the arena where high-achieving leaders are challenged to redefine their limits. My name is Angus Nelson. I grew up in the United States and I now live in Lisbon, Portugal. I'm an executive coach and I've spent my career advising and training leaders from startups to Fortune 500 companies. And here's what I've learned. An old, ineffective leadership framework will always keep you on a hamster wheel, consumed with work-life balance, burnout, and stress. Here on the show, each week we'll help you rethink the path to achievement. We'll help you discover new principles, new philosophies to the modern leader. Look, the world is relentlessly changing, demanding a new era of leaders. It's time to redefine your limits. So enter the arena, my friend. It's time to evolve. Welcome to the Evolve Leadership Show. I'm your host, Angus Nelson. I am super excited for this conversation today because the individual I'm going to introduce you to that we're going to be able to listen in on our conversation is someone that I have known for the last few years and have been able to watch uh, the journey that he's been on. And you're going to hear a little bit about that today. Um, he's a dear friend. He is also a former client and current client for that matter. And I want you to pay attention to this element of story. Story is what he's all about. Jeff Barch is a visionary communication and thought leadership coach at his company, Story Greenlight. And with over 20 years of experience working within the entertainment industry for uh, elements like ABC, NBC, Disney, he's done stuff for Apple and for Netflix and so many other companies for shows that you would know of. He was behind the scenes in so many stories that you are familiar with. And Jeff's commentary uh, has been featured in all sorts of major publications from Time Magazine, USA Today, the Associated Press, and through his company, Story Greenlight. Jeff empowers business executives and advisors to show up confidently and memorably as the industry thought leaders they're capable so that they can create human connections to expand their business and their impact in the world. Jeff believes that powerful communication is within reach of everyone and that human connection is everything. I couldn't agree more and I think you're going to agree as well. Let's jump into that interview right now. Well, hey there, Jeff. It is so great to get an opportunity for us to chat today. Welcome to Evolve Leadership. Thanks, man. Looking forward to this. And I guess I shouldn't say welcome to Evolve Leadership in terms of uh, <laughs> in general. I mean, you're kind of the OG. We started working together like three years ago mm -hmm. and you've continued to be a part of uh, our own growth and trajectory while we've been a part of yours. Mm -hmm. So this is your first time to be on the show. And I want to kind of take us back, first of all, 
into where you started and where you're at. I want, I'm picturing Instagram, you know, how it started and how it's going. <laughs> when, when I first started working with Evolve and specifically one-on-one -on -one with you, Angus, uh, I was just really, really frustrated. I had been working for 20 years in Hollywood, shaping content for ABC and NBC, Universal, Disney, Netflix, Apple, all these huge media companies. And I was looking for a way to turn that into a way to, you know, build, build more streams of income, build more influence and more impact uh, on my own terms. And uh, I just could not figure it out. And in the meantime, it was, uh, you know, it, it was even something as simple as I looked at myself in the mirror and I'm going, I am not happy with my physical state and all this kind of stuff. And when we first started talking together, you said, so Jeff, what, when, when you think about mindset, what comes to mind for you? And I said, oh, I've been working on mindset for years. And <laughs> my, my wife and I, literally, we met at a self-improvement seminar 13 years ago at this point. So yeah, I'm, I'm good with mindset. And, uh, and you said, okay, so let's talk about that. And all of a sudden, <laughs> it soon became clear that there is uh, a never-ending journey to, uh, to giving yourself more permission to do more and to be more and achieve more. And uh, that journey continues to this day, for sure. Well, we are creative mofos, and your life is uh, an example of that. Our ability to tap into the things that um, we're capable are really about what you said, that permission, right? Our ability to give ourselves permission to be this person, this person of impact, this person of leadership, this person of you know influence. And you started off with a membership that was, I can't remember, it was like $47 a month or something like that. Like you can fill in the blanks and you tried that for years. And then as we kind of move forward, you started getting these revelations about like different ways that you could package. And I remember, I don't remember, it was a hot seat that we did during one of the things or, or something. I want to say George provoked something. I, I can't remember who in the group. And all of a sudden it was like, what if you saw it through a completely different lens? And that was the spark. Yeah. I mean, in a nutshell, I had spent a very, very long time developing deep levels of expertise in my field. And I was offering a solution to people who didn't really need what I had to offer. And I was so enamored with what I was offering and the, you know, I know how powerful this stuff is, but man, if you can give the most amazing medicine or the most amazing gift in the world to the wrong person. And if they don't realize what they have, it's not effective. I mean, it's just like communication in general. I mean, you can have the most amazing message on the face of the planet, but if it's not received in the, in the right way at the right time by the right people, Communication is not effective. It doesn't take place and the results don't take place as a result. And what I ended up doing was I started looking at myself in a different way within the context of my own story frameworks that I've spent 20 years in Hollywood developing. I applied that, you know, with, with the guidance of you and all the, the, the folks here at Evolve to say, okay, applying this to myself and then applying this to what I'm offering to the world 
and everything started changing. So now it's more, it's, it's more directed towards a way of, okay, effective, powerful communication is the essence of what Hollywood does and has always done. And the, the core driver of what Hollywood does is not in making great big epic movies or making big TV shows or all that stuff or the, all the fame, all, all the trappings that people think about Hollywood. Hollywood at its core is about making people care enough to pay attention and to watch and engage in an experience. And that is the core of what I've been able to take into the business world as a coach and a consultant now to say, hey, when you take a regular message and when you elevate that message to something extraordinary, that is when people will listen, people will care. And when people listen and they care, that means the conversation gets to, gets to continue and they are that much further to saying yes to your company, to your product and to your service. And these powerful forces, these are the forces that drive business every minute of every day. And that's the crossover between, between Hollywood and business. Hollywood is world-class at getting people to care. And when we can apply those ideas and those frameworks to business to say, communicate in a way so that your people actually care, that's when magic happens. Yeah. And two things that makes me think of number one is now your power of communication has elevated because you know who you are and who you're for. And so there's something shifted in you and just your energy and your excitement and your passion, your drive. Mm -hmm. But now what you've been able to do for those that you now serve, because the vision was, I want to find something that can either supplement until it can replace, or if we can make it work, like let's just replace. So you're not stuck editing videos all day. Right. And right. when you just had a small membership, it was like, you know, there was a, just like, a, oh, it was like breathing just a little air into your balloon. But now it's like you can serve and make more impact and people will pay more for it. And what exactly it is that you do, like take us on this journey of what working with one of your uh, clients today. Yeah. So what happens now is that I get to engage with experts. Uh, over the last year, I've been doing a lot of work with one specific company uh, within the accounting space that offers client advisory services. Uh, they're, they're a company that offers fractional or virtual CFO services to agencies or uh, multiple, actually multiple different verticals. And so they provide a very sophisticated, high-level, high-priced service to their clients. And so what they've been wanting to do is they say, we have these different verticals that, uh, that we want to expand our business. And we have people who are really good at knowing how this different, these, these different verticals work. We, we have chief financial officers who have huge, deep experience in the trucking industry in the cannabis industry in the legal industry, but they're not experts at telling the world about it. And so that's what I get to help people do. I get to help them take their existing expertise and take that regular message and elevate it into something where, when, where you can actually put your presence out into the world as a communicator, as a public facing thought leader to your industry in a way that people actually care and that people say, oh, 
This is why I choose you. This is why I'm going to go with your company over everyone else. And it's working. And it's turning into six, six figure annual contracts. The, 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 you know, and that's, that's just on the external and marketing side. On the internal side, you get people, you get these thought leaders who are saying, okay, this is how I communicate what I already know in a, in a meaningful and engaging way. Man, what happens if I start using these same tools that Jeff and I have been working with and we use them with client facing conversations? And there are some incredible opportunities that happen there too. I mean, they're one of the clients that, uh, that started using these tools. Uh, his name is Tom. Tom was in this really difficult situation with a client who was, it, there was a misunderstanding. A very large client was about to leave. And, and, and Tom was, was saying that based on some of the things that he and I worked with in some of our sessions, he was able to go to that one client, have one conversation, and not only keep the client from leaving, but that one conversation preserved almost $200,000 of future revenue for the company. I mean, this stuff, it's not, everyone talks, talks about communication and they, it, they might think that it's kind of this fluffy, fuzzy, you can't really nail it down. You can't put numbers to it. It's just, ugh, how, how do you figure out communication, whether it's really worth it? Well, it's worth it. Because when you can keep a client from leaving and keep them around, they pay you more money. When you actually have a scenario, when you have the communication skills to truly understand what your client is, what, what your client is dealing with and the psychological elements underneath what's what's causing her all this angst and you can give her relief from that via the communication tools that you're learning. We've literally had a client, you know, you know, one, one of the thought leaders that I was working with, her name is Hannah. And she was talking about working with her, of her clients who literally broke down into tears at relief when she realized what Hannah was offering in her presentation. So it's, it's just so, so powerful to be able to say, okay, how can we take people's existing expertise and take what would otherwise be just a regular, ordinary message and elevate it to something extraordinary. It's something I've been doing my whole life. Let's dive into that a little bit. So what does that look like in terms of like, and obviously I don't want you to give away all your IP, you know, in, in this, but like, what would you say would be kind of a structure of like, with somebody sitting here, they're driving their car down the road and it's like, okay, this is cool, Jeff, but what does that look like for my business? Like, what are some of those little nuggets kind of in the framework so people can understand what strategic storytelling actually looks like? Right. So that's, that, that's the place that I would start right there is the idea of not just storytelling, but the idea of strategic storytelling. And that's where I always want to take the conversation uh, at the beginning of something like this, because people hear the word story. And what people most usually think about is the boots on the ground, tactical version of storytelling, where you're telling an ant, you're sharing an anecdote over a water cooler, be it in person or virtual these days. Mm -hmm. And, uh, or, or you're just talking with someone about, Hey, this thing happened over the weekend. And most of us have experienced something where you hear a story told and it, and it lands and it really makes an impact. But we've also all experienced what a story feels like when it's done badly. And most of wah, that's, wah. that's what most, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, lots right. of wah, wah, sad trombone, yeah. 
all over the place. And so it's easy to just say, oh, story. Yeah, yeah, that that thing. That's just fluffy. It's just whatever. That's mm-hmm. for people on TED Talks and giving keynotes. That's not something for me in business. And that's not that's definitely not something. I'm not a storyteller, people say to themselves. But the fact of the matter is we are all storytellers because we all live through our, our own storyline every moment of every single day. And when there is ever a time when we hear a tactical story and it moves something in us, either mentally, psychologically, or emotionally, or we start to feel something, the power always comes because of the strategic element, the big picture 40,000 foot view. And so here's what that looks like specifically. This, the power of strategic storytelling comes from the definition of what a story is. So most people who are familiar with the context of story in business are familiar with Donald Miller. Donald Miller has been writing books for a long time. In one of his early books, he wrote something that I expanded to be this. The idea of what a story is, is where a character wants something, overcomes obstacles to get it, and experiences transformation as a result. So it's a character who wants something, overcomes obstacles to get it, and experiences transformation as a result. Now, those three phrases right there are the foundation for any storytelling framework that has ever been invented in any culture around the world at any time in history, because it deals with fundamental issues of identity and character, desire, obstacles keeping us from achieving our desires, and the change that we want to see happen. So when you, when you take the concept of what storytelling is and you distill it to identity, desire, obstacle, as in change, those are the fundamental narrative forces that drive any human interaction between any human being ever. And if it sounds like I'm exaggerating, I promise you I'm not. So that's where it all starts. And the fact of the matter is this is so powerful and it's so wide ranging that it can actually become overwhelming because it literally affects everything. If you want to talk about business, it talks about your messaging, how you communicate to your prospects, to your clients, to the world around you. It happens when you communicate internally to your team. It happens when you communicate with your vendors, with your board, with your VCs, with any stakeholder that you have. And it absolutely happens internally with yourself, how you communicate with yourself. So this stuff can go anywhere you want it to go. Before we continue, I want to acknowledge something important. By listening to the show, you are taking a step that many leaders are frankly unwilling to do, and that is invest in yourself. And to honor your commitment, we want to invest in you. Our research shows that elite leaders excel in six core areas, and we've developed a quick two-minute assessment to help you highlight your strengths, uncover your blind spots, and see how you stack up against other top leaders. You'll get a personalized report that pinpoints the areas you can address to evolve into that next level leader. So, to see where your leadership stands, go to rankmyleadership.com. Now, back to the show. The power story is the reason why we go see the movies. It's a communication Mm -hmm. of emotion, a transfer of emotion. And 
I come from a, a marketing and sales background, and I know that when you're telling a story in this context, when you tell it well, there's a transfer of emotion and conviction that will cause the other person to become the buyer. They start off as a prospect, they hear the story, they see themselves in the story, they hear about their own problem, they discover their own solution, and I, being the storyteller, am the solution. They say, I want your product or service, mm -hmm. give me some. And mm -hmm. that's just one small little example, but I also know that in the form of a movement, a mission, a, a, a ethos, a culture, like all of those require story. Once these people can tell those stories, do they get further conviction? Do they get further excitement? Do they get further confidence? Well, in a word, yes. The number one thing that people who engage with these tools and, and, and get the deliberate practice in applying them, the number one thing that they gain is confidence because it's all based around who I am, what I have to offer, how I can help people, what they want. And when, you, and when you can start making those connections, then you can see, oh, well, this is what I have to offer. And this is what I know they want. And I know how to get them what they want. And it's just a matter of saying, okay, let's start speaking that within that context. And it starts working. And you say, oh, this works. I'm feeling more and more confident about this. So yes, that's the number one that's the number one result that comes from this is people become way more confident in how they show up in the world and how they are able to offer these solutions to the people that they're serving. So I, I would say that the, the, the challenge is, is knowing, okay, you have this big picture of strategic storytelling that involves every facet of interaction between every human being in any place in any time. And you say, okay, well, how do you actually put boots to the ground on that? And the, and the, the, the cool thing is you can actually do that without ever actually telling a tactical story at all. You can do that by understanding your storyline and the storyline of the person that you're talking to, what they want and how you can help them get what they want. And that is literally, as you say, that is the foundation for all marketing from in, in terms of one to many and all sales one to one. It's the foundation of every communication between one person and another person. You know, when you're talking about leadership and influence. And so it's uh, that, that is where that big picture thing starts to get the boots on the ground is when you understand that as a communicator, we have a message, but it's all about understanding who we're speaking to and understanding who they are what they want and what's keeping them from getting it. And then we come alongside and help. Are there some leaders who are just brilliant storytellers that you could say, Hey, here's an incredible example of a leader that is a strategic storyteller. So a lot of people talk about Steve jobs, uh, how he was the consummate communicator and presenter. And part of that was absolutely based around his knowledge of, you know, when he was introducing the iPod to the world, people didn't just want, people were no longer satisfied 
driving around town with great big binders full of physical media, full of cassette tapes and or or eight tracks or CDs or any of that stuff. Along comes Steve Jobs and says, I have something here that can put a thousand songs in your pocket because he knew the problems that his audience was dealing with. They didn't want to go out and buy all this physical media to just to get one song and all the other songs on that album that they didn't really care about. Never mind that that was the entire model that the entire music industry was based on. He came in and said, here's what you actually want. And so that's, that was, that was part of that. But the other element in terms of Steve Jobs, everyone loves to fixate on the parts of his history where he was just a jerk. But the thing that most people don't know is that as Steve Jobs went throughout his life and he suffered more obstacles, he got kicked out of the company that he founded and he experienced a lot of failure. He, a lot, he experienced a lot of setbacks. And as he continued going through his life, he began to develop more empathy for what people actually experienced. And he, he gained more and more experience of what it's like to encounter obstacles himself. And as a result, he became a far more empathetic leader and human being. And when you talk to people who interacted with Steve Jobs uh, through his years at Pixar, and especially towards the end of his life, he became one of the most uplifting, empathic, yet wise, and always intelligent, but ever more empathic of a human being. And I absolutely love that about Steve Jobs, how his own storyline shifted his leadership to understand more about his audience. And his audience didn't want to be working for a jerk. Yeah. And when he told stories from the stage, he made it compelling. And he'd always end with that one more thing. You know, there was always that one more thing. It was just great communication. So finally, I want to bring down to this, this last piece is a company's listening and they want to tell a story. And so now, like you said, here's somebody who might be really good at their craft, but maybe they're not so confident in speaking, not so confident in being in front of others or not so comfortable in actually telling these stories. That can be imposter syndrome. That can be, you know, their own sense of limiting beliefs and some of those quotients. What are some of the ways that you help some of your clients be able to bridge the gap between where they see themselves, you know, when you start to actually stepping into that strategic storytelling role? Right. I think the number one place that it always has to start is being in a place where you are willing to stand up and offer of yourself to the world. And, you know, this is, it, it, it might sound like, hey, we're, we, hey, we're, we're business experts. Let's just talk about business expert, uh, business expertise in the world. Well, if you are in the accounting and consulting space, if you are, if, if you're an expert that's hidden yourself behind spreadsheets and, and cash flow projections for the last 15 to 20 years, there's a very real question in your head to say, who am I? Am I, a, you know, a, you know, do I find my value in, uh, in, in a clean P&L? Or do I, you know, is that who I am? Am I a spreadsheet jockey? Or am I a trusted advisor 
who understands what my clients are looking for. And I understand what they actually are caring about underneath the surface of what they're, they're talking about. When you start asking those questions and you get these people to say, okay, so it's time to look at your own personal story and your own personal identity and say, you have so much more to offer than just your expertise. You have, uh, you, you have the opportunity to put on a higher level identity. You can try it on like a suit and you can say, okay, what would this look like? Instead of saying, I'm an accountant to, I am a fractional CFO or I am a, uh, or, or, or I'm, I'm a strategic M&A advisor or whatever, you know, whatever your specific area might be. And when you start taking on that identity, you start doing different things. And then when you start learning the tools within that process of, okay, here's how you manifest that new identity out into the world, you start gaining incredible traction and your confidence grows and you start finding things. Well, this is what matters. This is what my clients care about. This is what needs to change. This is what's wrong about the industry. And this is why it matters. And you can just go on and on and on and on. So it's, uh, it, it's powerful stuff for sure. I love it. And uh, you have something that you wanted to promote to people want to get a hold of you. Uh, the page they want to go to is specific for listeners of the podcast here. It's uh, storygreenlight.com slash evolve. And the reason that you should go there is if these ideas are resonating with you and uh, you're looking to put some of these ideas into place for your own life, you're even wanting to start collecting some elements of saying, hey, well, what is my own personal story? Or what is a core story that I could start using in my own communication? Uh, there's a checklist you can get there. And of course, if there's a point where you want to work one-on-one, -on -one, that's what we do. So go to storygreenlight.com slash evolve. And I got to tell you, it all comes down to, can we just, can we just talk about identity and shifts of identity yeah. a little yeah. bit? Absolutely. Cause I mean, <laughs> cause that was one of the, uh, that, that was one of the things that happened to me as a result of joining the evolve movement. Uh, mm -hmm. working one-on-one -on -one with you at the beginning and expanding into what we've been, what we've been doing since. I mean, I, I talked earlier about looking at myself in the mirror and not being okay with what I saw. And, um, and there was something that was on your social media. I work with high-performing leaders and I'm looking, I'm looking at myself in the mirror and I'm saying, does this look like, like a high-performing, like a high-performing man? Uh, no, <laughs> and I was yeah. no longer okay with that because just the sheer fact of working with you meant that my personal identity started to change and I was no longer okay with the things that I'd been doing with my old identity. Yeah. So because of that, I joined up, uh, I joined up with a personal trainer, uh, yeah. a virtual personal trainer. And, uh, my physical transformation has continued ever since I currently have the, uh, at, at, at the beginning of this year, my body measurements, uh, I had the highest measurements for all of my muscle, you know, all my muscle measurements on every part of my body that I've ever had in my life. Yeah. You know, and that, cool. that does not happen by accident. And I could have yeah. done that at any time in the past, but it all happened because of a change internally of my identity, which changed 
everything downstream. Yeah. And I can only imagine that, like I could get emotional because I can only imagine how this is transferred even into your business because you've done the work, you've made the shifts and that's changed how you are showing up, how you have your conviction and how you now build your business. In addition, now here you are serving your clients and helping them get past their own limitations, their own hesitations, and helping them step into a new identity. And that's so much of like my ethos, my heartbeat. Uh, thank you for sharing that. Like it's so validating and so um, enriching and encouraging. That's yeah. uh, it's, it's powerful stuff. And, and it is absolutely available for anyone who raises their hand and says, yes, let's go there. Yeah. Well, come on. Well, this has been awesome. And uh, again, if you want to follow up with Jeff, you want to learn more about what he's doing, storygreenlight.com forward slash evolve is the place for you to go. Jeff is uh, not only um, a, a great human being, uh, but he is a wicked smart storyteller. And uh, he'll take anything that you put in front of him and turn it into magic. Jeff, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. It's an honor to hang out with you, man. Thank you so much. As we wrap up another episode of Evolve Leadership, thank you so much for taking time to invest in you. If there's to be any sustainable growth in your company or even in your relationships, you must grow first. And it's what I love to do for leaders, to help them grow, to challenge their thinking, sharpen self-awareness, to instill an unshakable confidence, and ultimately upgrade their sense of self. And we do this through our proprietary method called Agile EQ+, where we're leveraging agile leadership and emotional intelligence. We provide our signature training for individuals and for businesses, we've designed a unique curriculum for company-wide learning and development. If you'd like to learn more about our training or to schedule a call, you can simply go to evolveleadership.org. And until next time, stay driven, keep climbing, and never stop evolving.